Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's Journey. Escape your everyday life and experience the world through the lens of June Parker and search for hidden clues and uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Engage your observation skills to quickly uncover key pieces of information that lead to chapters of mystery, danger, and romance. Where will each new chapter take you? Days are long and life is hectic. There's nothing more relaxing than shutting off my brain and playing a round of June's journey. I will take it all, the glamorous culture of the 1920s, scandalous family secrets, and explore and even build my own vivid sceneries. I love to let my imagination run wild when decorating my island estate. June needs your help, detective. Download June's Journey for free on iOS and Android. Let it happen. Welcome back, everyone. Thursday. Officially summer. We're in it. This is, if you go by the one calendar, we, didn't we talk about two calendars? There are two ways. Yeah, but anyway, we're in it. We're officially in it. Whatever calendar you go by, summertime. And why not start with that? For many reasons, we're starting with Bruce Springsteen glory days today because... We do nothing but talk about glory days on this podcast, and why not? These we're currently living in shit days, so we might as well just talk about <laughs> glory days because why talk about the shit we're living in? And secondly, we have a spe- very, very special guest, a returning guest who we love to have on the podcast who comes, one of our dearest friends of the Cover to Cup, friend of the show, we used to say back in our Chelsea Lately days, and a huge Bruce Springsteen fan. Steve Marmelstein is here. What would you like to tell us about Glory Days that we don't already know? It was on the Born in the USA album, am I correct? Yes, Glory Days, the uh, third single off the album. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, Dancing in the Dark made famous Courtney Cox, blah, blah, blah. But, but wait, now this is when he's married to that model for a minute. No, there. not yet. Oh, but isn't um, she in the video? No. Pick, doesn't she pick her? Yes, she wait. is, Steve. I think you might be wrong about this. She picks him up from the baseball field in the video. Little quick cameo. She waves. Oh, and then she says to, how'd you do? And he goes, Nettle's got me bottom of the night. That's it. That's yes, her. Yes. Yeah, I yeah, think the, yeah. I, it, it's possible the wedding, I know, the wedding took place in Lake Oswego, Oregon. Okay. And what was her name? Uh, Julia Phillips. That's right. Yes. So, yeah, um, anyway, so there you have it. But, That's why we started with Bruce Springsteen, because Steve knows everything, loves Bruce Obviously not when he was married, but... No, uh, but anyway, now it's a, that's, that ended a long time ago, and he's with the girl from the band that he burned with forever. Uh, and the kid's winning. She's got a kid who wins uh, equestrian gold medals, or at least some sort of medal, didn't he? Well, yeah, won she won um, in the, 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 the dressage, maybe, in one of those okay. competitions. Now, remember... You mentioned Dave Grohl. Yes, I remember uh, that. What Grohl was Dave talking Grohl about. Dave Grohl told that funny story about, about Springsteen. T- getting, getting him into having his kids ride. Yes, yeah, so it was the worst. expensive it was, yeah. 
I do so recall that. See how famous Steve and I are. We we uh, we hobnob with the likes of Dave Grohl and on and on and on. This is also 15 years ago. We don't do anything these days. Can, so can you only hobnob with famous people? Yes, and so you can like, also only could canoodle with famous people too. You can't. When they say they were seen canoodling on the oh. beach, you can't canoodle with a regular person. That's gross. <laughs> and it's got to be like on the slot. It can't right. be your, you well, wouldn't, like the Franjolas, uh, your parents, they're not canoodling. No, God, no. no. Let's hope not. And I'm so glad you brought that up because there is canoodling news. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, shocking news, canoodling news. Uh, and we'll get right into it because we have so much to discuss on this podcast. Steve, you know, he keeps abreast of, of what's going on in the world of pop culture somewhat. Yeah, sure. I mean, used to be have to, we kind of had to be. And uh, Amber Heard, of course, we're so over it and so done with it. But there are a couple of things we want to touch upon with the Amber Heard stuff. And one of them looks like there's been, there's some pictures out today from the elevator. Apparently there was a very hot elevator that went up to a penthouse that Johnny Depp owned. Everybody has been photographed in this elevator. There was there's a, there's uh, Elon, Elon Musk. Musk yes, yeah. Alex is here by the way as well. Uh, there's Elon Musk was photographed in the mm-hmm. elevator. The uh, James Franco was photographed <laughs> in the elevator. And now the latest one that's all over the the, the tabloids because they say that it happened. They got the date. You know, there's a there's a timestamp on these videos. And this is while she was married to Depp. She's in there with Cara Delvine, who is a, you know, she's an actress that we don't seem to, we talk about her quite a bit on this podcast, but we don't really know why. I think we're the only people talking about her. Like she was a model, she's an actress, she was in, you know, one of those big, you know, uh, franchise movies, I forget the one where the kids are Hunger Games, I think she's involved Mm -hmm. in that somehow. But anyway, we don't, outside of that, she seems a bit of a, a little kooky, and every lesbian seems to want her or have her or... She's very uh, hot in the lesbian community. Mm. This is what we're learning. Anyway, so Samba Heard is seen in the elevator making out with canoodling <laughs> with Cara Delvine. Hobnobbing and canoodling. In, in this elevator. Yeah, so that is um, the most exciting uh, news we have of, of Amber Heard right now. And I guess there you go. So now people saying she's a liar, bullshit or whatever. She was cheating on Johnny Depp. And, you know, who knows? It's over now. She's already got to pay the $10 million. What's the difference? Or she's certainly not going to pay it. She was also, the other news that we have is that she was spotted at TJ Maxx. <laughs> <laughs> no. She was, so obviously the $10 million is long gone. And I'm saying that as a TJ Maxx uh, shopper, from time to time. I love TJ Maxx. Who doesn't? We Everybody loves TJ Maxx, even if even if you say you don't. You know, it's fun to scroll stroll around in a TJ Maxx. But what they don't mention about the Amber Heard TJ Maxx, and you're a, you're a guy who uh, who travels out in those circles. You're a Fire Island guy. But now, but, st- but now you got to preface it because of that movie that came out. I know, but I'm going. I always preface it because I'm a Fire Island guy too, and a lot of people when they hear Fire Island, they believe yeah. it's a, and it, it is for the but most. There's one area of it that's a very gay area, mm-hmm. and it's a huge gay. It always has been, but for the, there's a lot, the much larger part of it that's just people like you and my my family, and it's Long Island. I mean, it's Fire Island. Exactly, it's thirty miles long, and right. there's a, a half a mile stretch that is the famous rich Cherry Grove and 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 the pines and all that. But anyway, so. F- Steve goes to Fire Island. I go out to the Montauk Hamptons area, and this TJ Maxx is in the Hamptons. So that wasn't <laughs> mentioned, you know. Like, uh, yeah. so she's obviously not doing that bad. She's at a TJ Maxx, but it's a TJ Maxx in the Hamptons, and 
in her defense, in Amber Heard's defense, it's a kind of a TJ Maxx, because there's really no stores in the Hamptons. There's no like, you know, if you need a sweatshirt and a pinch. Yeah. You know, you don't want to go to the, the Ralph Lauren fucking flagship store in East Hampton for $350. You just want, I need it for two days. Can I, is there a TJ Maxx? And there is. So that's where people go. I see a lot of celebrities in that. T- I always stop at it on the way out to Montauk just to grab whatever you need to grab on the way out. And then that's what people do. And I've seen I, that. Yeah. I've seen a lot of celebrities. I saw, you know who I saw in a TJ Maxx once? Linda Lavin. Linda. <laughs> well, that makes sense, right? I mean, yeah. Alice, is that yes, Alice? Yes. But also like a big Broadway star. Oh, she, was, and, she did uh, Gypsy mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. I saw, yeah, I've seen one of those fake paintings. Uh, oh, she did? Wow. <laughs> but think about it. If you're a famous person and you put a fake painting, people think it's real. I so remember, why not? I remember many years ago seeing Terry Gar. Remember Terry Gar? Uh, Terry right. Gar, for those of you who don't know, Terry Gar, you, I mean, I know many of you guys know, but Terry Gar was, I mean, maybe one, a huge star, like in every giant movie. Tootsie. Oh, be on and on and on and, and just great. And then just kind of, but I think she got sick. She got MS yes, or something. Right. And she might be dead, actually. I think she might be. She might be. But anyway, she just kind of just, just gone. And but she used to be very big on Letterman. Late now, with David Letterman, she was always yeah, they had on. a thing. Yeah. Remember, it was like a little. She was like on once every couple of weeks, and they all sorts of fun stuff they would do. And one time, she was talking to Letterman about what she didn't like about being famous, and she said that I don't like that I'm not. You know, I can't go to like Marshalls and TJ Maxx anymore because people think it's uh, beneath me to go to these places. But I love it so. Everybody loves it. That's all I'm saying. So leave Amber Heard alone if she wants to go. The other, just one more Amber Heard. Terry Gar is still going, by the way. Oh, she is. Still oh, going. What is she? 77. 77. Okay. Good yeah. Good for her. That is nice to hear. Anyway, so uh, the other one is that uh, according to science, every now and again they'll post these. According to science, who has the most perfect face symmetrically? Mm. Science. I remember years ago it was Denzel Washington. Somehow they said some whatever yeah. science shit. He's got the most perfect face. Nose, eyes are in the right place. Everything's right. So now they're saying that Amber Heard has the most perfect face according to science. Is another thing I read, and that's why Cara Delvine wants to sit on it. Yeah, it's <laughs> fucking perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Anyway, and it didn't look that great in uh, TJ Maxx, but that lighting is terrible <laughs> hey, on yeah. everybody. Even if you got a perfect face, that's terrible, like fluorescent lighting. Doesn't work for anybody. Anyway, the reason why we have Steve here, I'm talking too much. We'll get, you guys will get into it in Fine. a second. Um, TJ, uh, TJ, I was going to say TJ Maxx. Justin TJ Miller. T- 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 Tumber- Justin Timberlake. Mm. It's been uh, it's being dragged. That's what they say these days, Steve. They say right. being dragged. He's been dragged online for some dance moves that he recently did. It, that uh, it, I guess it's a hot dance on TikTok. It's called uh, "Get Your Feet Moving" or something. Or get, yeah. do your feet. Mm-hmm. Hit your feet. Beat your feet. Beat your feet. Beat That's your what feet. it is, Alex. Beat your feet. Anyway, so he says, "Beat your feet, everybody!" And then he starts beating his feet on stage. He's doing it's like there's some festival, and it's bad. It's bad. He doesn't have... But was it bad? No, I didn't think it was bad either. No, I watched them like, this is what they're killing them for? I know, that's what I thought too. But then I went and watched other people beat their feet. Yeah. And, it, you know, there's people who beat their feet really good. And then they were showing old Justin Timberlake videos of him like on his last tour. And it's like, oh, there's a big difference. But then again, his, I the funny thing about Timberlake is 
he was, they were lining this guy up to be the biggest star in the world. And it just didn't work. And then it kind of almost took more, it took a turn for the worse. It's like, wait, he's not going to be a movie star. He's not going to be a triple threat like we thought he was going to be. Movie star, TV star, you know, he's going to be with Jimmy Kim and Jimmy Kim Fallon are going to do funny bits. This guy's going to be Saturday Night Live King. We're going to love him. Yeah, he was like the first guy that hosted and was the musical actor. Right, the and, and he was, every sketch was, you know, a viral Bee Gees hit. thing. Yeah, everything. And then he would go on Jimmy Fallon and do those history of rap. People loved him. Then he was a movie star. We're going to make this guy name above the title movie star, and he's going to be, and then gone. He got, there was a little bit of um, uh, uh, Me Too-y. Chat. Oh, was a there? Little, a very well, like Brit- there was some Britney stuff. There was where- some Britney. He said some things said about Britney. About That's yeah. when I fucked her. So that made him look like a dick. Then he, you know, was caught holding hands with some girl in New Orleans or whatever, or not quite. So it looked a little something was up with this girl in New Orleans, and he was sitting out on like a canoodling. Know, That's exactly good, yeah. what was happening. Mm-hmm. You know, canoodling, <laughs> and uh, so that was a little weird thing. And then I think the acting people were like, oh, "The guy's just kind of a shitty actor," and there. Now it was kind of gone. And then it was, remember you, the last time, one of the last times you were on was you had the story that he got a got bad reviews for a live performance he had done here oh, yeah. in LA in the forum. And they were like, yeah, the voice is kind of shot. The dancing was bad. And now there's, they're saying this dancing, but he's wearing like khaki pants in the mm-hmm. video. He's got like gap khakis on. Nothing wrong with gap khakis. I just watched the dance and he has lost a step a tab. I mean, it's when you know who he used to be, but right. that's also just. Just old. Yeah, he's he's also, 41. Also, yeah. if you're the kind of guy who performs 200 nights a year, 250 nights a year, and then you take three years off, pardon me. Exactly. You know, I mean, sorry. That's what happens. Yeah. Look at this. And Alex think, sticking up for JT. Big fan. rehearsal. Like, if he, if you would have told him the day before, okay, tomorrow you're going to do this beat your feet thing, he would have rehearsed it and he would have nailed it. Right. I think maybe on the, it's just coming up out of nowhere. And the other thing that I forgot was he did a halftime show that was oh. not great. Remember? Mm. Remember the halftime show was pretty shitty too. So it was, it was like four things in a row that were like, Oh, I don't think this is going to, he's not going to be the biggest star in the world. I remember so much so that, let's face it, there's going to be an NSYNC reunion tour real soon. But I remember when there was, there was talk of it back in the old days, I was like, well, there's no way Timberlake's doing an NSYNC reunion tour. He's too huge for that. Now it's like, oh, he'll do it in a second. Like, he'd yeah. be happy to jump on board, you know, that. Beat the, the, his feet with those dummies. Beat his feet with those guys who haven't done shit since. <laughs> no. You know, none of those guys. J.C. Chazé is running around. The, the, the I think he's on Mass Singer. Or he's acting mm. like a, you know, dressed like a peanut or mm. some stupid shit. Are they all still around? That, yeah, they're all still yeah. around. Like, Chris Kirkpatrick lives in Nashville. He's actually hanging out with Josh Wolf and doing oh, like wow. he's, yeah, he does stuff with Josh and Kirkpatrick and, uh, and who are Ooh, they? Joey, F- Joey Fatone's Well, looking, he's always around. He's kind of. I mean, like, he's looking like a coach at a yeah, college. Yeah, well, I mean, they're all 50 team. now. Yeah. But, and, you know, Fatone was always the. Fatone. Yeah, yeah. His name I mean, literally Fatone, is... Fatone, fat one. I know, that was it's the crazy. Like, his name yeah, is fat I never one. heard no, that. Was, yeah. We, we, yeah, we beat yeah. that. Oh, we beat that to death. Yeah. Anyway, so that, I'm glad you brought that up, Steve, because Steve and I worked together for many years on Chelsea lately. I know, I know, I know. But when we have guests on this show, it's very rare, but we like to have guests on that I have, a, 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 you know, something... Steve and I... Not only we did we work together on Chelsea, we used to hang out a lot. Oh, we hung out all the time. We go to a lot of concerts together. We do a lot baseball. of baseball games. He's a Yankee fan. I'm a Met fan, which is we're currently ruling New York, all of baseball. 
the National League's best record, the American League's best yeah. record. So we're, there is actually a bit of a baseball, juicy baseball story that I'd like to discuss with you too while I have oh. here. A baseball story. Um, LGBTQ, you know. Aren't there t- more letters after that? There are, but we. IA we, plus. Yeah, it's, it, there's I a lot know. going on with it. We can't keep up. But anyway, they do the, every stadium does Pride Day in June. And uh, Dodger Stadium does it's big. Everybody mm-hmm. comes out. It's a fun day. City Field with the Mets. The Yankees do it. But the the Rays down yes. there in Tampa, uh, they said they're not gonna they're gonna do it, but they're not gonna wear the patch, the rainbow patch. That I guess all the uniforms had some sort of rainbow patch during that game only. Mm-hmm. You don't have to wear it for 162 games. You wear the one. And they were like, we're not gonna do that. And some people, of course, were like. Great, we don't need this shoved down our throat. And then the other people were like, why not? So uh, there was that issue. Then there was the other issue of um, in San Francisco, I think it was the Pride game, okay? Now, it, it's they were Makes televising sense. it. They were televising it on like Fox, 5 o'clock, game of the week. Stay with me, everybody. I'm not going to lose you with a baseball story. It gets good. Now, there was a trans woman who won Jeopardy. Um just one remember remember her a few yep. weeks ago on Jeopardy yes. she won like thirty five in a row. Okay, she was throwing out the first pitch at this game. Okay, Fox Fox Sports showed the first pitch being thrown by somebody else, like Ooh. Jim Palmer or something. Um, somebody else, Schneider, Amy Schneider, Amy Schneider was Palmer. Well, maybe not Jim Palmer. Just don't oh, don't, don't, don't quote me. Um. So Alex would look this up, but it's going to take 45 minutes. Schneider. I know, but no, the guy who threw. Anyway, okay. Who'd forget. Um, somebody else threw out the first pitch. Fox News made it look like tonight, the game, and throwing out the first pitch today, and they showed the other person who threw out the first pitch three days ago, and not Amy Schneider. Wow. Kurt so, Bush. Kurt Bush, the mm. race car driver. Race car driver. Yeah, so they were like, good oh, job, interesting. Thanks. Very good, Alex. And quick, he picked it up. <laughs> So they were like, oh, interesting. Fox Sports doesn't, going out to their worldwide audience, doesn't want them to see Amy Schneider throwing the first pitch. So they took a first pitch from three days ago, Kurt Busch, and said, he's throwing out the first pitch today. And everyone's like, wait a minute. That was three days ago. So they got in a little trouble, and one of the announcers had to come on and say, we'd like to apologize. The first pitch actually today was thrown out by Amy Schneider, and she has a great arm and whatever, you know. I'm sure they were Mm. fucking dying that they had to do that. (laughs) So anyway, I thought that was, that's kind of an interesting, juicy, and ties in baseball with the juiciness of it. Well, the race thing, I think, was like there were like the pitchers, specifically didn't want this patch. Yeah, it was a couple of uh, pictures. Yeah, you're right. And uh, they shouldn't be made. If you have to make people do it, then there's something wrong. Like, you should be, okay, that sounds great, I'll do it. Right. But that's like where the whole thing gets just too. Yeah. I get everybody's issue. You know, whatever. And now we'll get into another story, speaking of that. Now we'll get into Lightyear. The movie Lightyear. Oh, oh, here's another one that's all of everybody. It's a, it's a polarizing movie, Lightyear, which is so fucking stupid. That I mean, the world we're living in right now is just fuck absolutely bonkers dumb. Now, I've heard from people who've seen Lightyear that, okay, several things about Lightyear. It's Buzz Lightyear. Okay, the fucking guy from Toy Story. Now, Tim Allen at one time voiced Buzz Lightyear. We all know yeah. Buzz Lightyear from Toy Story. Yeah. Yeah, that's yes. Tim Allen. 
Okay. Now, Tim Allen is no longer voicing Buzz Lightyear. It's down, now being done by Chris Evans. Now, but many people believe that that was done because Tim Allen has, is a bit of a right-wing guy. He's a bit mm. of a Trump guy and whatever. Mm-hmm. Kind of hardcore. And people believe that Disney was like, well, he's fired. But Disney says, all right, wait a minute. It's a different character. Like, this is not... The reason why Tim Allen's not voicing it is because... Now, stay with me, everybody. I'm going to try and explain this to the best of my ability, and I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. The guy or character that Chris Evans is playing is real Buzz Lightyear, and the toy is based on this Buzz Lightyear. The the, the toy voice is Tim Allen. Yes. yes. So why would he be playing the, the character? real guy. Mm. Yes. It's a guy playing... Big thank you. Oh, so, like, yes. if there was a movie about Spider-Man and it talked... Toby McGuire right, wouldn't, wouldn't be the one. Would whatever. Go. It's like there you so go. that's okay. that's so their, that's how Disney's now, covering. Would they have had to do it anyway? Right, sure. exactly. Yeah, but exactly. and people would. <laughs> I mean, if so it would have made them money, they would have done. Well, here's the thing. So it comes out this week, all right, and it's a bit of a. It doesn't do what they think it was going to do. It does great, you know, forty five million dollars or whatever. But they thought it was going to do seventy. You know, there was a knock. But it was Jurassic also the Park. first week that we had two big blockbusters competing, like there huge you go. movies, right? Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that Top might Gun. be another thing. It's a Jurassic Park and Top Gun is still out there. Mm-hmm. But Buzz Lightyear was supposed to knock those two out. They've been out for a while, and this was what was supposed to happen, but it didn't. So now. Everybody, you know, the, the this country is fucking completely split in half, and maybe even not half anymore. I'm beginning to believe that there's a lot more of the get these queers out of here than there are the people who want to see the girl from Jeopardy throw the first pitch. You know, that's kind of what I'm getting that feeling. I'm I don't give a fuck about any of it. Let her throw the first pitch. I liked her on Jeopardy. I don't even. I'm a grown man. You have a child. Yeah. Now, do you care? If you take this girl to Buzz Lightyear, do you care that it's Tim Allen or Chris Evans? Um, no. And how old is your daughter? Eight. Eight. So she's right in the wheelhouse of like be, a Buzz yeah. Lightyear. In fact, she went to McDonald's okay. and bought me back. The, I guess the, the toy this week was a little Buzz Lightyear. Toy. Like a McDonald's. Are they like still little, Happy Meal? Yeah, sure they do. And they got a toy in the Happy yeah, Meal still? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. I didn't know that was still going on. I thought that no. had to stop too because Lord, happy is a word either, you can't use. Somebody choked or whatever. on it, <laughs> yeah, or yeah. right. Oh, so uh, so anyway, Buzz Lightyear. Now, what they say, the term they use. Uh, this goes out to both Steve and Alex. Is oh. you go woke, you go broke. Yeah. Okay. I've heard this. So that's what they're saying. You, they went woke because there's now the other thing. There's apparently a lesbian kiss in Lightyear. There's a lesbian characters, I guess, and there's a lesbian. It's not Cara Delvine and Amanda Heard, uh, at least as far <laughs> as I know. But they say there's a lesbian kiss in this light year, and that's the other situation. What's wrong with that? No, what I've heard, I've heard people who went to see it with that, and it's literally you. You don't even. It's so fast, you would never even notice it. But of course, now there's been so much hullabaloo made about it mm-hmm. that that's all people are fucking thinking about. But it's like you wouldn't even. It's nothing you wouldn't even notice watching the movie. The kids would never in a million years pick it out and whatever. I don't, I just don't, this is all just wild to me that I, this, well, we I got, read that and what they actually put a notice on the front of the theater. Uh, is that, that right? Said, here's what they, and it said, um, we've been alerted that 30 minutes into the film, there's a lesbian kiss. We, are trying to fast forward through it. Oh shit! Yeah, really? and then they took it down. The theater said that. Yes, a look, lot you'll of find that. A story. lot of the theater put yes. it up, and they. A lot of theaters are coming out and going. We're showing the whole thing, and then other theaters oh. are going. We're not, and yeah, it's like wow. A, so this and is they've all... also labeled it severe nudity. 
Oh, what, who's? It's a yeah. cartoon. Yeah, I mean, who's nude? Nobody. I believe that was. I believe that was. Like oh, that's a way to the, get it. Like some of the people coming out and saying we won't show it. It's because they're yeah. saying they're they're accrediting severe, to severe oh. nudity. What is severe? But like, wait, either nude or not nude. I don't What's know. Severe maybe just yeah. the, you see a vagina. I don't know. But so, the, no, there's different types of nude. Maybe, you know, I'm pretty sure there's like no nude. nudity in it though. I, but, I would imagine. I mean, not. I would go so far. Yeah. Remember those uh, the, those. Conspiracy stories about the old Disney movies where, like, the animators would stick like in the corner. Yeah, yeah, they say it's still yeah. going. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. yeah I've, seen that's, I've seen those. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, just getting getting more, they're just getting more obvious with it. I yeah, wow. So that's fascinating. Anyway, well, there you go. That's the just to add crazy heap craziness upon craziness in this world. People are upset about a cartoon movie. I don't. But I the, wish I so had the time. Go ahead, Alex. They also were coming under heat for removing it because I guess initially there was like, well, we're gonna have some, we're gonna have some gay stuff in this new one, and then I think they kind of tried to remove it because I'm seeing a lot of That's stories heard, yeah. where they had to, they reinstated the gay kiss because of the "Don't Say Gay" bill and the controversy. Yes, and that's what I had read so as well. It's it's just such a funny thing is as our world is literally falling apart, we're all digging our heels in over. Stupid light year, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, but which, which the other thing about these things is, they'll all just light year is going to be in the theaters for six weeks, mm-hmm. and then it'll be out of the theaters. And eventually, I have a child, and I would take her to see light year, and she she's going to see gay people eventually. You know, and I, I, God bless her for it. I mean, I don't care. Like, I can't pretend that this is, and I understand both sides. I don't want this stuff. My daughter doesn't need to see it. I get, fuck, yeah, I got you. I got you. So don't write the letters, okay? Steve is the one who said these people need to go away. I did not say that. No, I think it all comes from, they feel like if you show them, Two people kissing, they're gonna do it. That's like right. they just feel like, like right. where we all know scientifically, you, as Lady Gaga said, you're born this born way. Born this way, but right? So, like, that's where it comes from. The religious thing, they think you can pray the gay away, yeah, a, mm-hmm. and the conversion there. So they kind of just say, if you show two guys kissing, my kid's gonna see that and want to kiss, dude. No, you kind of are. You, you yeah. go where you're gonna go. Right, right, exactly. That's, yeah, that's what. Uh, so who knows? I don't know. I, I, I don't have any. I might have to see Lightyear. My daughter's been asking me about it, really? and I told her. I said, "Honey, there's two lesbians kissing. There's no way in hell we're going to that thing." Um, no, but I. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I would, but I don't. She's scared of you know weird like noises. It's too loud. We take it to the movies and it's loud. She gets freaked out by the noise. She's got into the Frozen stage. Yeah, we're in Frozen. Uh, I'm out of that thing. We're in. We're in Frozen. We're in. Paw Patrol, we're in oh, fucking Paw yeah. Patrol hardcore. You know, no, crazy. we moved through Peppa Pig. No, really? We, we blew through Fast. Peppa Pig. But um, you know what's crazy? It's like, they, it's over and it's like over. Yeah. They never want to see it again. Never want to see like it again. It's like crazy. It was, Steve, My now, now we're going to lose so everybody packed. by t- being two old fathers talking about our kids. I think you're going to get everybody. I think you The only person you lost is me. because I got to tell you, Peppa Pig, it was over. Just like, it was obsessed and then next day, just like yeah. boom, on to something else. Peppa who? And then we would mention Peppa. She'd be like, um, "Well, who's that? Like, I don't even know what you're talking about." We went to the live Peppa Pig show. Oh yeah, it was like the I couldn't believe how the 
how bad it was. Oh, me and you could have put a show on. I charged thirty bucks and made a fortune. It's funny. It was like a guy holding a little puppy, yeah. like, "Hey, hello, mommy and daddy." And they, and, they, and they opened some Peppa Pig like amusement park in Florida. Oh, I didn't even think it's the most. And I've seen pictures of it. I was like, "Is this like a real thing? Is this some rinky dink sideshow carnival that they just put some pig heads on, like the shit that would be there anyway?" You know, they painted Peppa Pig on the side of a shitty <laughs> bumper car that was already you know up and running. Anyway, so right. people are like, "Can take your daughter to that?" I'm like, "Fuck no." I'm not thinking my daughter that death trap. So anyway, now it's we're moving on to um to to I, I did take her to sing. Oh, my to, kid loves that. Sing and Canto to, and Canto the kids love. Yeah, we did on Canto here at the house, but I took her to the movie to see Sing Two into it, liked it. At one point, she's like, "I want to go." And I was then, I, uh, but I was already kind of into the movie. I was kind of liking it. I was like, "No fucking way, we're staying. This is pretty good." So we uh, yeah, watched Jimmy, the whole thing. It's a and then it was a, we went to two, and I, what was the other one we saw? And I kind of liked both of them. And I more the than she did. Are better these days. Yeah. They, oh, what, um, the red one turning red, turning red. Like yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, the, the Sonic was good. Supposed the Hedgehog. To. Yeah. Oh, really? With our buddy James Marsden and Jim Jim Carrey, right? James yeah. Marsden. I was at Chelsea's house. We watched an episode of After Lately with James, with James Marsden? Marsden, and it was one of the ones I was on. And I'm like See sitting this? in a room. Let's get into that now. Now that I was sitting in a room with James Marsden watching me on TV. Remember that? Weird. Remember the days when we started early on? This is Steve was one of the first people I chatted with on the show when I got there. When they when they finally let me go upstairs, there was a uh, if you got the job as a writer, I was on the roundtable a bunch already. But then they were like, now you're going to be every day here and you're upstairs now so anyway it worked steve and i became best buds on that show sat at the end of the writer's table together just kind of watching watching the show go through a lot of um different uh, waves you know people like when we talk about the ups and the downs of it and uh steve always had the best takes on all of it because you were like you weren't as much of a personality on the show as like we were you know you you didn't come from that kind of background yeah you were I was like a like TV thrust guy. Into, I was never on TV before right. or at all. And never was saying, hey, I want to be on TV. I never did that. Mm-hmm. You guys all came in. That was kind of what you were about. You wanted to get on. Right, right. So I kind of got to be over here watching the whole thing. I got to see Fortune come in yeah. and then go and then do what she's doing. Mm-hmm. And all that. So it was an interesting perspective to right. not be... And then kind of get to enjoy that. some of it. It's interesting too. you mentioned how Fortune's career took off, but you didn't mention how we've taken off over here at Cover to Cover. Well, that's you didn't a given. Say, <laughs> 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 the top, the the ninety-eighth rated. That's right. That's podcast. right. And the six, Number six, six in comedy. Six funniest podcasts in the world, according to Pop Sugar, mm-hmm. which is a website nobody nobody looks at. Um, so anyway, that's that. We've had some success as well as what we're trying to get up, but not certainly not like Fortune. But you did. You watched that. And anyway, Steve was like a TV guy. That's he came from many other shows, producer, did a lot of shit. Very good TV guy, as far as I'm concerned. I believe mm. guy's got a lot of good TV ideas. I don't want to throw any at you now because you'll steal them. <laughs> but every time I talk to him, he's got some other crazy idea about a TV show that it sounds to me, it was like, well, that I sounds w- like it would work. To I me. would say I have, I have like four or five things um, in various stages of never happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. But all good stuff. I mean, if the dumb shit people watch, I'm like, that seems like that show Steve was working on 20 years ago. When good pets go bad. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. That, that you guys had that thing on on Netflix. Uh, oh, with the absurd uh, animals. Absurd planet. Absurd planet was on Netflix. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I watched one episode. All right. Wanted to shoot myself in the face, but whatever. Listen. <laughs> It wasn't you weren't our 
target audience. Yeah, I yeah, I was watching something about dung beetles and with Jiffy singing a song about <laughs> poop beetles. Yes, my it was not my choice to begin the entire series mm-hmm. with the dung beetles. Okay, but, but anyway, it's still be, is it still oh, it's can up there. It be found yeah. there. We were top Netflix? three. We were top ten in the world for about three weeks. Yeah, I, I, I do recall that, and that's when I realized maybe I should just leave this world. When I saw that, and then I actually watched it, and I was like, "What the hell is happening here? What am I?" That's why I, I, I now I'm here in the garage doing this. And I'm like, this is perfectly fine. I don't need to be out in the real world anymore because I feel like it's passed me by. You yeah. know, not that your show was the, was the catalyst that made me quit show business, but it was close. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and um, so, so that that's but, but Steve but, produced that show, Absurd uh, Planet. Good, you know, fun show for were, kids. It was weird. It taught what we try to do is be funny, at, it's like a Pixar. Can movie. I tell people about? The, I believe the greatest idea that you have, and why it's not a TV show yet, is beyond me. The Firehouse Chef. Oh yeah, it's the greatest show. I don't. This I, is. I pitched that. It's it. There's I've nine thousand chef competition shows, especially on Netflix. They love this. The the British baking show and all these shows. Well, okay. I pitched it. How about one of my best friends? Produces the great American, uh, great British Bake yeah. Off, and I pitched this show to him, and he goes, "Yeah." Steve has a show, Firehouse Chef, best Firehouse, the world's greatest Firehouse Chef, because everybody knows Firehouses. They stay there for like three days, whatever, and they have the they 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 love their dishes they make, and then whatever Tuesday's Rib Day, and this guy makes the best yeah. ribs. Yeah, you get a and New they, York Firehouse. Well, and well there's they compete. Yeah. They, see, yeah. Alex is already I on so the New York Alex guy. Loves it. The New York guy who makes the ribs, mm. well, maybe not ribs. New York would be what? what yeah, would be? who knows? Pizza. Okay. I don't. Oh no, I like yeah. an Italian guy in uh, Concomo makes yeah. pizza, mm-hmm. and he goes against. The guy from like Amarillo, Texas, yeah. who makes barbecue, yeah. who compete right. two mm-hmm. firehouses, and it, you know it's like a tournament. I would I would not suggest putting anyone from Ronkonkoma on just because there was we believe <laughs> I've I've now done some research on it, and when I was growing up, there was lots of lead in the water, and a lot for that reason, the most Ronkonkoma people of a certain age have <laughs> something wrong. This they're a little slower than I'm so I somehow was able to I'm a little I still am a little slower in most ways, but I think I was able to just. Uh, usurp it by because I can use words like usurp. You left early. Yeah, I I got out. Or I didn't. The lead did not get to my brain. <laughs> <laughs> the last five years of your brain development. I look back on on pictures of elementary school. You know, second grade, third grade, and I'm like, what's with everyone's fucking weird, crooked eyes and shit? And then <laughs> my brother's like, it was the lead in the water. Like they didn't know any better. They just everybody had lead water constantly out of the hose. Asbestos ceilings. Yeah, asbestos ceilings, lead water. I mean, these people didn't stand a chance. So I would steer away from having them on television. I don't think people need to look at them. But anyway, that was a, that was a great uh, great idea by Steve. Oh, I think firehouse chef. Yeah, you get handsome firefighters competing against each other for best firehouse, and then a competition like Iron Chef, like the NCAA chef. tournament. Like yeah, you, you, know, you, you have a bracket. You had brackets. Yes. I remember it yeah, well. I, I keep believe, yeah. pitching it to everybody. Do it. Brackets. You have brackets, and this firehouse competes against that firehouse, and then you see who wins. And great idea. Why nobody did it? See, this is why I'm out of show business. If an idea like that can't work, I don't need to be well, here. Well, how about you know my, my whole mask show idea that I was pitching? Literally, Steve was the first one who thought. No, I was yes. pitching to the networks that ended up doing it. Right, a show we got the rights to an old show called Masquerade Party. Yeah, it was from the seventies, <laughs> and it's really- yeah. Steve was going to. Steve basically thought of the mask singer. 
Uh, although, if you listen to Steve sometimes, I tell my wife this all the time. Steve says he invented everything. Like, I remember one time we were listening to um, uh, the In the Jungle, The Mighty Jungle, The Lion Sleeps Tonight, and Steve told me he was almost co-writer on the song. <laughs> now, that song is a traditional See, I told you, here it comes. But, no, my very close family friend is the lead singer on that song. That's right. Jay Siegel of The Tokens. The, the Tokens, right. Who, yeah, yeah. You know, came to my bar mitzvah, came to my wedding. It's still out there. Google. Still going? Jay Siegel. Now, there's two competing tokens. There's a tokens oh, out no. on the West Coast. Oh, no. And then there's Jay Siegel's tokens oh, on the East Coast. Shit. I think that's the way it is. Because So they, they do they, like they, what we talked about with John Fogarty. Those like CCR Creedence, revisited. Clearwater Revisited. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. They got a Or we were out. talking about, was it Seals and Croft? They're just, they're separate, but. Yeah. yeah. And then well, one of them just died. Right? One of them just died. Oh. Yeah, we actually played Seals this, or Crofts? Which one? Uh, I think it was Seals. Jim Seals. Oh, you're right. That was the week you went. We talked about. Yeah. We actually played the song on the podcast that week did not knowing and then the no. next day he died yeah people do say there's a bit of a curse on this podcast anytime i say i really like that person next day they're oh, either dead or divorced or, or canceled, canceled. Yeah. yeah so, so I justin timberlake uh, yeah, yeah justin timberlake Tread forget it it's over yeah uh, so there you go that's what more can we talk about so much to discuss are you ready to get into some real fun stuff go ahead what no, do you no. got i was looking for my sheet i brought a couple of things like a piece of paper. I have, I have no idea. Oh, right there. No, because one of your old buddies uh, is in the news. Oh. Bill Cosby. I saw. Here we go again oh, with I this know. Bill Cosby. So a judge said that Bill Cosby has to pay uh, a woman 500 grand for an incident from 1975. At the at the Playboy Mansion. Yeah. Yeah, it says she was 16 at the time, the girl, and he was, you know, whatever he was, 28 or something, uh, at the Playboy Mansion, and there you have it. So, I mean... But how does that work? It was work? a civil suit, so I don't know how this all works. I'm not yeah. a legal guy, but so it was a civil suit. That I guess there's no, uh, there's no statute, w- of statute of limitations when it comes to civil stuff. I could be, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I mean, how can you still bring up something from the '70s? So there must not be any statute of limitations. And I guess the judge said, I mean, it's this Bill Cosby. It's it just I watched that show. That Bill's was, phone call for him. What, what is it now? I know. It's <laughs> just like I mean, just like at this point. Just he's eighty something years old. He's just like what? I mean, it obviously doesn't have. I don't think he has five hundred thousand. These people aren't going to get this money. You know what I mean? I think it's just more about the principle of the thing. But okay, it's nineteen seventy five. Five hundred thousand. Is there like interest? Like this is I know. I think from forty eight years ago. Yeah. Well, I think a good attorney could make a case of why it's hurt your financial stability throughout your whole life. Oh, a level of trauma. It probably. I imagine with civil suits, it probably compounds over time because they can say, "Well, yeah. look, now she can't." Or yeah. you know. But anyway, it's interesting. Those. I'll say a couple of interesting things about this, and this is in no way to say anybody's right or wrong. But first of all, Cosby. It's amazing to me. He's one of those guys we talk about on this podcast all the time who just can't seem to put his dick away. Like if you watch that, there's there's a show on, I think it's HBO Max, that's done by uh, uh, Kamal Bell. It's called mm-hmm. We Need to Talk mm-hmm. About Cosby. It's yeah. a five-part documentary or whatever. It's fascinating. And it, it really goes in depth about, you know, from the early days, from even the Cosby show to I Spy. To, I mean, he was a big star. And... Just he interviews all these people who are like, oh, it was constant string of women into the dressing room. Uh, you know, he on the Cosby show. Like, but you know, the, then they talk to Malcolm Jamal Warren. He's like, I didn't know anything. Like I that uh, the funny thing is And Felicia every, Rashad thinks he did nothing wrong. Right? Well that she's you know, she's like, Oh, I didn't see anything. You know, I didn't know anything. And people are like, maybe who knows? I'm not gonna say if they did it or they didn't. 
but they all, they asked them all, like, did you ever see Camille, which is his wife, still his Camille. wife? Camille. Every one of them is like, never saw her once ever on, <laughs> it, on the set or whatever the case may be, but just constant women. So I don't know when, but if the guy was like making a TV show, like, is it over time? He's like, you know, I don't want to fuck today. Like, I got, we got a script due. <laughs> like, I got to, but I guess not. I guess it's just, I got to fucking, you know, Elvis. That you, there's a new movie, Bowser mm-hmm. Lerman movie out today, I think, of Elvis. And it, they said he was the same way. Really? Just constant fucking women, like, coming and going and coming and going. You know, not towards the end, but early, early Elvis just never stops. But, I mean, so now this, here you go with the, uh, Playboy Mansion, and then that era, that was the Playboy Mansion. Was the Playboy Mansion? It wasn't, you know. Mm-hmm. Now towards the end, I think it's over now, right? Isn't it? Then it gets sold or something. Yes. And, mm-hmm. uh, towards the end, it was like you could rent it out. Like they, they would have like parties at it for companies and shit. That's the way it was. As soon as it like it showed up on Entourage, yeah, you know, right, was, right, it, or yeah. that show, uh, Girls Next oh, yeah. Door, and that kind of shit. That was their lead-in, wasn't it? It was our lead-in. That's when E yeah. was. That's when E was king of the world. We were hot. We were e was hot. king of the world. That, that you people would go to watch that show was a hit. Kardashian was a hit. We were a hit. And E Soup was a hit. And E was Sunset Tan. Yeah, I mean E was fashion people police. Were loving it. Yeah, fashion police and. But I remember watching that. The Girls Next Door was kind of a fun show to watch. You know, the old woman. Remember the old, he had an old um, assistant who would like sit in a dusty closet and every, every now and again he would, she would chat. <laughs> she was the, the designated eye roller. Yeah. Like, like when they would come in. Like, <laughs> exactly. Oh boy. That's what, exactly. <laughs> like so. they have to have, you got to cut yeah. to something in all these kind of shows. You have to cut to the person mm-hmm. who is like the voice of the audience watching. Like, oh, that's what she was. Like, yeah. yeah. So uh, anyway, I don't know if she's still there in that closet or she got sold with the house or she's dead. She's got to be gone by now. But my point is, it's always interesting to me when I hear these stories. And this goes back to Amber Heard, the Roman Polanski thing from many years ago, all that. I just don't know how you have a daughter, I have a daughter, and I don't want to, my daughter's young. I don't know how they got, like, what's a 16-year-old doing at the Playboy Mansion in the first place? And I know lives go in weird directions and whatever. Some people grow up faster than others, and, and who knows? But it is, even the Roman Polanski thing, it was like a 13-year-old girl, so they say, you know, in a hot tub with Nicholson and, and Warren Beatty and Roman Polanski. I'm like, but it, it's all strange to me. I, I say this on the podcast all the time. I just don't understand. There's been some other people who were recently in trouble for underaged, you know, girls. Kevin Spacey. Kevin, well, Kevin mm-hmm. Spacey, of course, we talk about that all the time. But even somebody posted a thing about Don Johnson when he got with Melanie Griffith. I mean, of course, now you don't really realize it, but at the time, I think Don Johnson was 21 and she was 14 or something. Ooh. Which is, all, it's always so strange to me. Like, I just don't understand the appeal of, like, these young kids. <laughs> like, I, that, I would, I say it, and I'm, this is not a fucking joke. I would, if I were fucking Nicholson or Warren Beatty or any of these people, I would much rather have a fucking 43-year-old broad in the hot tub <laughs> having a good time with white Zinfandel or white clothes, whatever the fuck, than sitting there with a bunch of, I mean, nothing. Even going back to uh, Alex's favorite, Epstein, and mm-hmm. the Alex loves the Epstein trial. He's all about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, even going back to that, they were like, the plane full of, you know, 
going to what they call pedophile, pedophile island. Pedophile island. And the, the plane was a bunch of 16-year-old girls yeah. on the yacht. I was like, could anything sound more fucking annoying than a yacht full <laughs> of 16-year-old girls? I mean, every one of them is just probably sitting over. These days, maybe it was a little different back then. I don't know. But these days, could you imagine being my age, your age, on a yacht with 16-year-old girls just TikToking their friends about how gross you are. <laughs> <laughs> Look at his varicose veins. I know, yeah, exactly. Like, like, that's all I need. Like, oh, this old man is I mean, with his shame. hairy ears is talking to me. I'm like, oh, cut it out now, girls. I was on Chelsea lately 11 years ago. <laughs> Have some respect. <laughs> I played Justin Bieber. <laughs> then I'd start bitching. Like, when do we get to Pedophile Island? I feel like I've been on this damn boat for hours. <laughs> it's just past Copperfield Island. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, it's it's all fascinating to me. I just don't know how people get caught up in these situations. And of course, I'm not saying Bill, fuck Bill Cosby, fuck all those people. But, you know, even Amber Heard, I always say, like even the next, this latest one, Cara Delevingne, how the fuck does Amber Heard get to the point? Because she wasn't a big time actress or anything. I'm, I want to know how these people get to the point that they are at the parties where they can even meet Elon Musk or or because she dated Elon Musk, she dated James Franco, she dated Johnny Depp, Cara Delevingne. Like, how is she in these yeah. social circles? Like the agencies, like say, you're a beautiful girl. You want to get in show business? Go to this party. Like they put because I've been in this business a long time. I've never been invited to any fucking party. I, the only party I get invited to is your backyard. I mean, let me tell you something. There's no Caradovines at Marmelstein's house. <laughs> so I, I, I just don't don't know how it happens. I, I think it's the opposite. I think the party itself like calls the agency says, "Hey, we could use some nice so even back eighteen like year old girls, the, right, whatever, right, right, come to this party." Oh, and all they, right. They, it goes that, that way. Good so it's like if you're hosting a party in Hollywood Hills, you want to be the big. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. You got to call the agency and say, hey, send over your starlets and whatnot. Right, right, right. Send Maybe your that's... next few pop stars. You can yeah. include a couple duds that and you're that's trying it? to all right, sign. All right. Yeah. But these days, that's over too. because Everything's over. Yeah, good looking people can't, then they're, they're illegal now. You can't have good looking, you just like I said, watch any Dove commercial ever. Big broads out there with their giant panties and hairy underarms <laughs> dancing around. Anyway, so good looking people just, yeah. they're not allowed anymore. Alex. They would need Dove. Alex knows. I've, mm-hmm. yeah, so, uh, that's I the situation know. I know. What, do I, what I have else another you got, one Steve? Steve's got Steve's because awesome story. Because I think we went to this place. You may have to look it up. I'll look there up. was a um, a group of strippers has been picketing oh. a club in North Hollywood. Oh. They want to unionize. Wait, what's the club? I have to, star, star, star I Gardens? I think it's the one, if you look it up. I'm looking star now, Star yeah. Gardens. Because th- I remember once we went there like it's for my, lunch. One of my favorite. We're, no, we, ha- we shot a sketch there with Fortune. Oh, my God. Was like oh, you're a, right. Yes, we shot a sketch in Star We also shot a sketch in, in, at, at uh, the Silver Rain. Around Silver the Rain, with that's right. Chewy throwing yeah, up Chewy. Yeah. <laughs> God rest his soul. Oh, Chewy. Chewy's no, no but longer You're right. Us. That was a, yeah, we, we did a bit there. But we also had, we went there for We lunch. went there a couple times, yeah. It was it was on Lancashire, Star Gardens. It's, I believe it's still there. Um, and we were dealing with the- It was Star Garden. That's the one? Oh, yeah. That's oh yeah. Along with the organization called Strippers United staged a walkout Friday for unsafe work environment. It's tough to walk out in those giant heels. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Ready for my Chelsea Lately joke? Go ahead, go ahead. Here we go. Well, Steve's going to line up a joke that we do. Well, they were sick of paying the poll tax. <laughs> oh. <laughs> here's one that Chelsea would love. Oh, okay, hang here's on. One that Chelsea gotta, he really, Steve actually wrote jokes. Yeah, page, Let him page, do them. Okay, here we go. She would have loved this. Oh, and, and her, their lawyers are all working pro boner. 
Oh, okay, everybody. That would be a good lower third pro bono. Okay, not a bad lower third. That's a, we're getting into some areas you guys don't even need to know. This is what these are two executive producers talking about show business. This is way over your heads. Okay, we're in show business, or at least would they be interested in the whole lower third thing? Or don't they? Well, I mean, it's interesting how we would sit in a room and come up with you know the things at the bottom of the screen. Yeah, that that was the most fun we used to have on the show because it was all of the good people. It was like me, you, Kirkman. Kelowna, Heather, and we'd all lay around and, on like yeah. beanbag chairs and throw out these things we would call lower thirds. Okay, so just to give you guys an idea, if you, I don't even remember watching Chelsea Lady, but we talk about a topic. Let's say that one we just mentioned. Strippers are trying to unionize. Then they would, on the Chiron of the television, would be something that was kind of like, a, um, what's the term you would use for what they were? Well, they were you, like tongue-in-cheeky kind of ways. Yeah, like to, if you watch Bill Maher, they're on... Yeah, they stole it from us, I believe. Yeah, yeah, they stole it from us. But you would explain Almost the, like, the, is it like fake headlines? Fake headlines, kind of? but, yes. exactly. But you so. would see one part real, like um, strippers, strippers unionize. Union. I'll, and give, then, I'll give you a, one of Marmelstein's greatest ones ever, and I'll give you the story, and I'll give you exactly, this will explain exactly what we're talking about. The story was, at the time, they, they had found horse meat in Ikea meatballs. There was oh. some traces of horse meat in Ikea meatballs. And I think it was in Europe or something, which is the, where I think that they're like, yeah, we do. So anyway, that was the story. Traces of horse meat found in Ikea meatballs. So Steve's lower third, which was, came on the Chiron, was sea biscuits and gravy. <laughs> <laughs> now, Kirk may give you an argument yeah. that some of that was... Because we would like say one That's and the then you would, would throw spike it. Out it. And everybody would throw it. Yeah, so that was... That was we would yeah. do that about, about an hour. One, about one like during lunch. In the afternoon. It, it worked yeah. out because we, you know, those days we'd get free lunch. Yeah. We bring our lunch into Mayo. A lot, a lot of times, our lunch was made by uh, our uh, lunch was made by Roy Handler. Chelsea's brother was like a chef, and he would make our lunch every day. wasn't bad. Always no, I remember when lunch. we moved to Universal, but he still cooked like on the West Side. Yeah. So like the fish would have to cook. Like I called, we're having Mulholland tilapia today because <laughs> he would cook it. Yeah. And by the time it came to yeah, Universal, in his trunk, over it would to be Universal. Like, yeah. Wouldn't be good. But anyway, we that he would cook it for us, and and then, then we would sit and do our lower thirds, and that's. Biscuits and gravy was one of our all-time favorites. Anyway, enough about that. See, this is why we started with Glory Days, because we are really going down we the Glory Days there. road. Anyway, I feel like we've covered that as much as we can cover it. Let's get to some other things that uh, they... This is... Do uh, you have any other stories, no, Steve? No, it is interesting to me that they can I, May start, I just... Go ahead. Real quick. Um, they voiced their concerns to the management. Uh, quote, she sounded very sick and was concerned that we all felt unsafe, said dancer Velveeta, telling oh her boss God. over the Vel- phone. That's a terrible dancer <laughs> name. A it's terrible. a cheese. It's an easily meltable cheese. <laughs> yes. That's not good. And then next week, uh, Norma Ray to the main stage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have been good. That would have yeah. that would be good. Uh, well, well, that's that sucks. Yeah, I mean, obviously, first of all, there are like if you're gonna start going that route, you got to start with like the big Vegas ones that actually mm-hmm. like Star Gardens is one of the saddest places you'll ever yeah. be. It's just like. It's Velveeta and three other yeah. cheeses out there and a, you know, cheddar <laughs> and, and mozzarella. Jay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but do you and think they want to unionize? I think the, the girls there, I don't think they would think they want to give well, the place if, a piece of it. The, if they're the dealing action. with the same owner that we dealt with when we had to shoot the sketch, he's not the savviest guy in the world. I'll tell you a quick story about it. <laughs> Husband we, and wife owner? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we called and we said we needed to shoot a sketch there. He said, no problem. What do you need? And I said, we're going to need the place for a couple hours, you know, if, uh, and uh, from 11 a.m. to 1, they weren't even open yet. He's like, okay, good deal. Now, we had a, in the budget, we had a, 
we had $1,200 now, but we didn't tell him <laughs> that, but that's what we were told. You could get the place for $1,200 what you have. So we were going back and forth and he goes, okay, you do this, do that. No problem. Get you this, get you that. Let's talk money. I'm like, okay. And, uh, we said something along the lines of how much he goes, how much? I don't know if you two hundred dollars. Like, oh, okay, <laughs> okay, okay. No, so we and had I'm like, going to pay it to you right yeah, after we said you got it, buddy. We had, he had no idea that he half was like, up front. We had twelve hundred to give him, but yeah. we just like we saved a thousand because he was like, you're not going to be able to handle two hundred. I was like, oh, we might be able to, you know, get that together. But so we went pay, over there. But you got to pay for the chicken wings. The other thing that I I found that day shooting that sketch with Fortune. Fortune was a stripper. I don't know what the sketch, who even remembers any of these stupid things. But um, I do remember that I found out for the first time, and it, it kind of ruined my youth a little bit, was that the pole spins. Not what? the The strippers don't spin on the pole. The pole has ball bearings in it, and the pole spins. Mm-hmm. It, now, I've since said this story before to people, and some people have gotten very angry at me because they're like, well, that's in certain cases. There are some poles where the strippers doing all the work. Sometimes they whip around so fast, like, wow, that's amazing. It's because the pole's fucking spinning. Mm -hmm. That's not them. It's There's ball bearings in the pole. Anyway, I recommend if you guys take a pole dancing class or go, find out. Because there are certain poles. And every time I tell people, they're shocked by it. I feel like I'm ruining everybody's good time. You're shocking me. So anyway, that's there you go. Enough well, you that. sound like you should head up uh, Strippers United. They could really use your help over at Star Gardens. <laughs> I want to you know what? Level of I'm actually. I was just talking about my dentist earlier. He's not. He's over that way. I might swing by, mm. uh, drive past, talk to Velveeta, <laughs> and see if uh, she needs any of my expertise. <laughs> Velveeta so, and Gruyere. Yeah. So oh, there you go. They did complain about one guy getting a little, you know, getting a little aggressive with girls, and I guess the manager and the security guard started joking with her, like, "Oh yeah." Because he's gonna murder you, right? And they were making like customer murder stripper jokes to the stripper. <laughs> I don't understand how unionizing is gonna stop that. No, like, what you, you know. I mean, yeah, it's it's. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get why they want to be unionized, but I don't think that's gonna. I'm just gonna say that's not gonna happen. No, uh, there are parasite skin mites there that everybody has them. Oh, They're all over our faces. Everybody, no But these tiny mites live almost on all humans, and what they are doing, and a lot of people know this, they mate at night. They mate on our faces. They're all over our bodies, but at night they crawl up and they mate on our faces. Tiny mites that live on almost all humans. And, are they going uh, to unionize? Skin may be evolving from parasites to creatures and share a symbolic existence. That's according to scientists, research creatures, which are a fraction of a millimeter in length, are found in the hair and follicles and on the face and nipples. The mites called Demotic Phallicolorum feed on sebum, which is skin shit, uh, and a substance that coats your skin, which is naturally release its cells inside. Around 90% of the humans have these on them. And then at night, they come up and they jizz in your faces. So every one of you people may be living a totally Christian life. You, mm-hmm. What you don't realize is there's every night orgy. there's a parasite bukkakeing <laughs> all over you. <laughs> so, you know, just so you know that. these are, We're ruining all your lives mm-hmm. with these And they're probably doing it pole. right now, somebody. Yeah, exactly. Crazy story. How long are we how are we doing on time? We got Steve here. We're gonna we this is gonna Steve. be a long one. Let's, let's have some long. fun Ever with this green. one. Evergreen. Evergreen. Green. Yeah. Let's here we go. Kellogg's. We love a Kellogg story over here. We love all things Kellogg. Mm-hmm. Kellogg is now going to separate into three companies. They announced today over on CNBC. See, that's why we call this cover to cover, Steve. We don't just cover stripper polls. <laughs> we cover CNBC business news. 
Kellogg is then separated into three companies focusing on snacks, cereal, and plant-based foods. Now, hang on. This story gets very interesting. Kellogg, did you know, just purchased... I'm going to tell you what they purchased last week, mm-hmm. and you, you tell me what do you think this item is worth to Kellogg. Kellogg's just purchased last week on Tuesday. Last Tuesday, they purchased Pringles. Wow. What do you think Kellogg's paid for Pringles? Now, we all know Pringles, and Pringles is getting into, once again, maybe too many flavors. We all know the original Pringle. How do, where do you stand on a Pringle, Steve? You can't stop eating it. Once you, you, you like know, them. It's, it's the old. Once you pop the top, they used to say. Oh, that's it. Yeah. And the yeah. kid, my kid loves them now. Yeah. I remember when they first came out, everybody was upset because it was like, there's no actual potato in them. It's all fake shit, you know, whatever. But Alex, where do you stand on a Pringle? Where do I stand on it or what yeah. do I think they bought it for? Wouldn't know where do you stand on it. I and like then a we'll Pringle. To, you do? You like a yeah, Pringle? Yeah. I mean, I'm more of a kettle chip guy, but I'll so I do I love a kettle so chip. It. All right, everybody. Yeah. Let's not fight. <laughs> yeah i agree i agree i'm but, a kettle know, chip person myself but the little tiny print like the little to-go pringle ones I, that's always i don't know if this is a, a true story but we actually did it on going back to chelsea lily mm-hmm. the guy who invented pringles died and they say that they buried him in a pringle in a canister pringle can, like a yeah. large pringle canister i don't know if that's true or like an urban legend but just look it up um you know i'm not saying you have to look it up Alex. oh the i want to look it up i want to okay. know yeah, how much do you think they pay for the for for how much kellogg's place for pringles i'm gonna say it's gonna be a lot yeah i'm gonna say i'm, I'm gonna probably go too hard go on seven no uh two billion two billion oh i'm gonna say 400 mil i mean Steve, you almost got it on the nose. Oh wow! Two point seven billion. Really? Wow! 2. So on prices right, billion. I would. I you, win. you win. You win. Yeah. Yeah. You did not closer overbid. to three billion. Two point seven billion. Now let me tell you why. This is all very interesting stuff. Now, along with rivals Frito Lay's, PepsiCo, uh, Oreo Cookie is owned by a company called Mondelez. Okay. On Monday, Mondelez bought Cliff Bar. Mm. Now let me tell you why they're all getting into the snack foods. Because they're saying, people, nobody's eating cereal anymore. Cereal is done. It, it had a little bit of a resurgence during the pandemic because everyone was staying home. They had longer breakfast. They were sitting down, pouring cereal, pouring milk, sitting, having a it nice... takes too long. It's now. over now. They're not doing it anymore. Everyone's back to work, moving and grooving. They're snacking again. Mm-hmm. So Oreo people went and bought Cliff Bar for $2.9 billion. Wow, Cliff billion. Bar went for more than Pringles. That's, which wow. That's so shocking to me. Shocking. I think in the right circles. I mean, because you got a, a Cliff Bar is three bucks. A whole jar of Pringles is three bucks, right? So I don't. Yeah, I think that they probably said to the Pringles people that Kellogg's like, all right, we'll take your sour cream and I don't take your regular. Mm-hmm. Are you going to th- throw pizza at no. us? And they're like, yeah, you got to take pizza too. Like, cut off, then knock <laughs> no. off two billion then because we're not <laughs> taking those gross pizza ones. Mm-hmm. Any anybody who's tried pizza, anything, even the, I'll throw combos in there. Those motherfuckers are like, you ever have pizza combos? If it's never, it's shit. Mm. It doesn't, there's no pizza flavor to anything pizza flavored. But what is pizza flavored? It's just it's like, a, like sauce Polish, and meat. I yeah, I don't know. Whatever. It never so, works. It doesn't work for me. I'm just saying. Okay, so here's the point. They try, people at these companies got to get into snacks. So they're buying more because people snack foods now through the roof. Everybody's snacking. We're snacking on Pringles. We're snacking on Cliff Bars. 
uh, this Amber Heard snacking on Caradel Veen. Thank you very much. Uh, have stagnated in the U.S. Okay. Cereal sales have stagnated in the U.S. Brands include Special K. This is the Kellogg's people. They got Special K, Fruit Loops, Rice Krispies, and for decades has been the foundation of their company. The pandemic briefly revived cereals, but now flat revenue. Those who scratched their head in 2012 about the uh, Pringles deal are now all aboard getting snack foods. Everybody is snacking. That business, okay. Here's some of the brands that will now be housed by um, Kellogg's. Kellogg's Kellogg people. Cheez-Its. Okay. They got Pringles. They got Cheez-Its. Let me tell you something about Cheez-Its. I don't know where you stand, Steve and Alex. Fuck them. Don't like them. Not a fan. Don't wow. like them at all. And I'll even throw white cheddar in I there. I don't think I like both of your tone right no, now. You, don't, you like a Cheez-It? I like a Cheez-It. No. I would like the Cheez-It without the cheese part, and I'll, I'll do my own cheese to it. Like, oh. I'll dip, I'll take, give me, like, I'll, I like those really bland crackers. Okay. And then do, and like I'll, a wheat thin? Like or? a twist, kind of, and then I'll Trisket? go in and buy Trisket? some dip. Trisket. <laughs> Like, even there's, like, Trader Joe's has this garlic thing. Okay. That I just love. It's, really? It's just, but it's, like, it's not a cheese. No. But just in general, I like to take a bland thing and make it better. What about those port? You ever see those port wine cheese buckets? It's like a port oh. wine spreadable port <laughs> wine. Comes no. in plastic. Should I, I? I worked with an electrician who ate it for lunch. He would eat an entire <laughs> thing for lunch. By the and then spoon. He would, and then he would wash out the plastic and put screws in it. He would put <laughs> screws in different washers and bolts. He would use them. Anyway, fucking monster. I'm sure he's dead now. Um, there's a Cheez-Its. They also have Pop-Tarts. Wow. So they're, they're making a movie. The, 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 you know that whole Pop-Tarts movie? Jerry Seinfeld. Everybody signed up to be in it. Yeah, big big star is going to be in it. Jerry Seinfeld's directing it. It's a it's a Pop-Tart movie. I love how Jerry Seinfeld tells everybody what comedy is supposed to be, and then he goes out and makes a Pop-Tart <laughs> movie. But whatever. Um, I'm sure Nobody's it'll be great. You sure can't even great. talk to college Whoops. kids yeah, anymore. Yeah. Let's make a Pop-Tart movie. Pringles, Cheez-Its, Pop-Tarts, the RX bar. How much do you think they made last year over at the uh, Kellogg? What are the what mean, are profits? Profits. Well, yeah, I mean, in I mean, revenue, uh, whatever. Just whatever, whatever the means, gross yeah. revenue. I want to say uh, four billion. Well, you're way off. Eleven point four billion. Oh Eleven point mm. four Maybe. billion they wow. made last year. Twelve. They say wow. there's, a, there's a they're getting into the noodle business. I guess there's a growing <laughs> the noodle racket. <laughs> they're getting into the noodle racket. Well, honestly, there's a growing yeah. business for noodles in Africa. Everyone in Africa loves noodles, mm. and they're now that's their really? third tier thing. They're into noodles. Everyone's going wild over noodles. Um, yeah, don't just sell cup of noodle to our broke people. Sell it to other countries. Ego waffles. And they're they're also getting into the breakfast business. I think oh, they have ego waffles ego. too. They got ego waffles. So there you go. That's if we don't have time for cereal, how do we have time for an ego? I think you could take the ego out of the toaster and like carry it with you. You okay. know what I mean? You could take yeah. that in the car and just eat. If you're not buttering it up and searing it up, mm. you know, which I think you just we could you know be on the road with that. Here, now at, we're going to get into something we love here on the on the podcast, Steve. Um, we we like to break down. Uh, countdowns. We like to do countdowns. Now we're getting to, we're, we're we're wearing thin on our countdowns because <laughs> we, at this point we've counted down everything and we we counted down at one point jarred tomato sauces. <laughs> sort of our first. Yeah. Next then week's we, top ten <laughs> countdowns. <laughs> then we counted down. We've counted um, down ketchups, uh, tuna, tuna, canned tuna, canned tuna. <sighs> Um, Star we, we started to find. I think Starkist came in. They they were like way down because there there are oh, newer really? ones out there. You yeah, know? you Starkist got a tuna and an olive oil now. Yeah, that's really that's, up yeah, there. That's you can't do that anymore. Yeah. You can't. Uh, so it's all with the whole you know new world we live in. You can't do just mm -hmm. regular tuna. It's got to be woke fish, non-binary. Yes. Um. Okay. Here you go, everybody. You're gonna love this one, and you guys can all weigh in. 
I think you've all probably had all the things we're about to mention. These are, and this is once again coming from our girl, Christina Vani. We love this Christina Vani. She's she very is, busy. She mm-hmm. counts down everything over at the Taste of Home. Now, I don't like to tell people where we get our sources because now I've said Taste of Home and now everyone's going to Taste of Home mm. and they're sending me the stuff first. I like it to be a surprise. Yeah. So here it is. Best fast food milkshakes. Mm. And what better? Right now is mm-hmm. milkshake Ooh, season. It's summer, baby. During the summer, it's hot out. It's hot all over the country. It's milkshake season. Here we go. Are you looking to cool off? A shake is a sure fire way to do the trick we sent our uh to find our best fast food milkshake chains and they sent out this girl christina vani she goes out she just whore she just sits and eats french fries best job in the world we love her we love this christina vani we'd love to have her on the podcast if she ever listens okay here we go number nine for some reason they only do nine they don't do ten uh, over at the Taste of Home. Christina Vine. Like nine like, lives. I'm not going to be like, I'm not going to have 10 milkshakes. I'll drink nine. I'm not a fucking monster. <laughs> okay. Number nine, Burger King. Burger King, number nine. I can't remember the last time I had a Burger King shake, but oh. Burger King offers a standard vanilla milkshake at the moderate price of $3.39. Here, the flavor felt more like imitation vanilla rather mm-hmm. than pure vanilla taste. The service was fast. Yeah. Okay, sure. That's good. But the shake didn't have the handcrafted feel like I like. Isn't the strongest item on their menu at Burger King? This is according to Christina. What is the strongest uh, item? You, get, you have to ask her. Yeah. You have to ask Christina. She's, it's her it's her. You have business. a lot of questions for Christina. She didn't yeah. rate the fries very high either. She Yeah, she didn't rate that fries. No. Very, but anyway, but it was still satisfying on a hot summer day. So she's not totally sits out. Number eight, McDonald's. The McDonald's really? shake was similar to the Burger King shake, but it arrived with whipped cream on top. That's a nice bonus. Okay. Three, you get that for three bucks and 19 cents. The price was lower than compared to most fast food options. The restaurants are accessible. Of course, they are. They're everywhere. Service is quick. And when the milkshake craving hits, McDonald's drive throughs nearby. You can get it there. So it's convenient. But she's like, not the best. While it wasn't the best uh, of the bunch, it's still fun to look forward to their shamrock shake mm. in March. She does like a shamrock mm. shake, but that doesn't count. And that's not being included. Number seven, Dairy Queen. Now, they're I around. I would think they'd be higher because they're like an ice cream-based <clears throat> business. Well, it's a matter of, interesting you mentioned that because I think they invented the milkshake, kind of. Like, they were the first fast food milkshake. Uh, compared to Burger King and McDonald's, Dairy Queen shake had more true dairy taste because it is they are the queens of dairy. Uh, it arrived top with whipped cream once again, which I feel like that's a little much. Whipped cream queens of dairy, top. weren't they in that new uh, the, Pixar movie? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Dairy Queen is a summer stable, convenient location across the country, and it's it's good. Anyway, now this is interesting. Okay, because she said the McDonald's milkshake came in eighth. Mm-hmm. Okay, now at number six, she has, which I kind of disagree with, she has the McFlurry at number six, Whoa. which I don't think is a shake. No, I would say that's more of a, a blizzard, or like a, yeah, a, like the a Dairy blizzard. Queen variety, exactly. a blizzard. Well, ex- okay. And I think you can't drink hang tight, you might be getting ahead of yourself. So I think Blizzard might come up in this countdown oh. too, but mm. we don't know. Yeah, so she's saying McFlurry is also a shake. I don't think you can throw both those items in there, but I, okay. McDonald's McFlurry is prepared differently than a traditional milkshake. She does admit that. While the milkshake comes ready-made out of the machine, the McFlurry, if you can, uh, the joke is always, the machine's always broken, right? That's always the mm. joke about mm-hmm. McDonald's McFlurry machines. Your choice of mix-ins, that's always fun. Oh, a mix-in over there. M&M's, Oreos. Everything is blended together, a unique fast food dessert experience. We felt use of sauce over ice cream uh, and a more hands-on prep than McFlurry is a better option than a McDonald's shake. So if you need to cool off and you're in the McDonald's drive-thru lane, 
Christina recommends the McFlurry. Number six, Wendy's Frosty. Some people think this is the greatest thing mm-hmm. in the history. I, don't, I, I would I, put I'm this not, more <clears throat> in the blizzard. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, I've got ones I like better than that. Okay. okay. Now, Steve, why That's don't you fair. tell us and we'll see if you're Well, it won't be the on there because the one, I mean, it's obvious. It won't be on there because it's a regional. It's the in and out shake I okay. really like. That's not going to mm-hmm. be on your list because it's not national. Well, it, it, it could be. It's well, actually it not be. on the list. I could tell you that right now. Yeah, it's not on but, the list. But there are some regional ones that do. As a matter of fact, the number one is very regional. We'll get to that in a second. Wendy's Frosty is the beloved fast food staple. The name is perfect because the texture and flavor are more of an icy than a frosty, which I agree with. It's only $1.99. Rich in dairy flavor. It's the most budget-friendly of the shakes. If you save this for dessert after enjoying the burger, I mean, I love this. This girl is the greatest. She breaks it all down Mm. for you. Save it for later. Don't get a soda to drink with your meal and then do the shake after. All right. It'll be a perfect consistency the very moment you're ready to enjoy it. Whether you choose to dip your Wendy fries in it, which I've seen people do. It's mm-hmm. interesting. Number four, which this place seems to be, I pass them all the time when I'm on the road. I've never actually been to one. But of all the breakdowns we've done, the the the, the lists, this seems to have everything. Fries, the breakfast sandwiches, oh. burgers. Now their shake has made it to number four, Culver's. Okay. Culver's mm. uses rich and creamy custard instead of ice cream in its milkshake. The shakes are made in small batches with real Wisconsin dairy, and you can certainly taste the quality. Culver's offers a variety of milkshake flavors along with their malt. And number four, number three, another place a little overrated for me, Shake Shack. Mm. Shake Shack. Shake Shack. I don't, you know, to be honest, I don't think I've ever had the shake there, um, but- so they, they're like okay. in airports and shit. If you're going to go to Shake Shack, it's important you have a good shake. Their burgers uh, are the thing they're known for. Yeah. But shake, actually. Anyway, it's a, uh, oh, the milkshakes come plain, and for you can get whipped cream 50 cents more. The other two places, Burger King, I think McDonald's, they give you, you yeah. know, that for free. Shake Shack will fucking shake it down for a little whipped but cream. But that's a real <laughs> Wisconsin whipped cream. That yeah, might I guess not it be is. A, real, real dairy. Shake Shack lives up to its name. And uh, I'm going back soon. That's number number two. Another place I've seen a million times, never been. Steak and Shake. Okay. Steak and Shake this again. This place is the famous South. for their shakes. That's what they say. They when keep... Shake is right there, the name of your restaurant, the expectations are high. But I would imagine the steak's not probably the highest <laughs> no. grade. No. You know? Anyway, did not disappoint. The ice cream was rich. The shake was topped with a hearty amount of whipped cream. The serving size was generous. And Sounds the like price, she likes whipped cream. She does mm-hmm. seem to love She's whipped a fan. cream. You know what? Next countdown, 10 best whipped cream. 10 creams. best whipped cream. According to Christine. Uh, in addition, there was uh, the chain, three ninety nine. Ten 10 best fast food whipped cream. $3.99. In addition, the only chain that offers a paper straw for, for sipping. She doesn't, uh, she doesn't necessarily like that. Environmental. Yeah. Mm. So... Uh, we love it. The 55 is steak and shake. The shakes are great when you can get them through the drive-thru. It's fun to enjoy out of a glass if you sit down in the restaurant. Oh, in the restaurant. If you do sit down and steak and shake, you get it in a glass. Mm-hmm. Very classy. And this is number one. And I don't know the chain. I'm not familiar with the chain. They say it's exclusive to Illinois, Michigan, and Missouri. Mm. So it's a very uh, it's a very regional chain. And the shake goes for $6.69. Most wow. expensive, but worth every penny. The milkshake was quite large, and it's perfect for sharing. And the name of that place is Oberweiss, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Oberweiss has its motto proudly printed on all of its packaging. Simply the best is their motto, which is the motto of like 35 and, uh, different yeah. businesses. And, and Tina Turner. Yeah, and Tina Turner. Uh, we have to agree the Oberweiss milkshake was head and shoulders above the rest. It was decadent and perfectly creamy from the first sip to the last. It had pure vanilla flavor. 
and uh, was topped once again with whipped cream <laughs> and a cookie. Oh, this thing is a fucking, it's... So I'm looking at Oberweiss, and it's an actual ice cream place. They sell pints, too. So oh, I would assume they're doing... You can't count know. them. No. Christina, what are you doing? You're out of your mind. The re- wherever Christina happens to be, sounds like we're... Cause the, she talked about Wisconsin milk before. Mm-hmm. She's, that's where she's doing her thing is in the mm-hmm. Midwest. So she's not going to get in and out. She's well, interesting. We've had some I'm glad you out. brought that up. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up, Steve. Christina Vani is of... She's of a um, dairy family. She's from Finland. She's internationally recognized culinary authority. Christina Bunny is well-known food writer, engaging TV host, award-winning recipe developer, oh. and food sales. In addition to writing industry-leading food publications, she's a frequent expert and national media analyst and has served as a spokesperson recipe developer for numerous numerous national branches. And she loves fucking whipped cream. Christina is currently writing her first cookbook, an exploration of traditional seasonal cuisine from her family's dairy farm in Finland. So she's got a steak and dairy. Mm-hmm. Steak? Um, yeah. yeah. She's got a, so that's interesting. We didn't she realize. She also writes great bios. Yeah, she, she's not. She's very she is, busy. That is not. I don't think you can say that. She's not. Um, What's the term I'm looking for? She's not biased. Not, you know, she's not biased. She's got a, yeah. she's got a steak and dairy. Mm, oh, yeah. So if you have she a non-dairy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you have a non-dairy. She's a big dairy shill. Right. Yes. Thank you, Alex. Mm. So if you look at if you have like a non dairy shake, she's going to raise so, it lower because yeah. her family's in the dairy game. Do they sell actual food too? I'll let because me. Look. Wouldn't like a, a an ice cream place? Yeah. When you general. look at the front of their building, it yeah. says Oberweiss Ice Cream and Dairy. Okay. I'll see what else they sell, but they no, but, if but they don't sell. Food, food, then but you I, can't put them in this. But place. I mean, like, if we're going to take places like this, then how come Cold Stone didn't beat yes. Burger Thank King? You. you know Thank what I mean? Well, like, see, already we got a hot topic. This is why we like to throw these out, because it, it, it lends itself to hot debate, and you guys are already debating. So <laughs> here we go. Speaking of shakes and steaks and different things, Steve and I are now going to go to lunch. So okay. uh, we are happy to. How do we do? Do we get? Do we cover to, everything we need to cover? Yeah, we're at an hour fifteen. Whoa, like one cooking. of our longest ever, Steve. How'd you feel about it? I feel pretty good. How do you feel about being uncovered? A couple. You're welcome anytime. I, We'd I love, love to have. I don't you. want to come to it because I read those comments. They said no guests ever. No, but there's a so couple got, people who who do like you. Yeah, no. So yeah. I'll, I'll I'll come around. They do know. like just out, but then again, you have to understand when Alex they hated Alex in the beginning, hated him with a passion so much so that they said. They will never listen to the podcast again if Alex speaks one more word. And now they absolutely love him. Like, oh, we can't do the podcast team without him. I was ready to fire him and move on with my life, but now I can't because he's such a part of the show that um, that we, he's, you know, yeah. they, they love him too much. Yeah. We can't get rid of him. So it, he did turn him around. So you could do the same. And people seem to like you. Right, yeah. You're always People are always into it. So anytime, anytime. We, not every week, you no. know, but of course, you know, you know, push it. And you bring you bring topics. This guy's been working here three years. Have n- yet not never brought a topic ever. This guy comes with a f- printed out sheet. You see I know. He had printed out yeah. I still stories. Use paper, uh, <laughs> printing. He was excited to print it out on his old dusty printer that he probably had to dust <laughs> off. Hasn't used it since he printed out his Springsteen tickets eight years ago. So that's exciting stuff. Congratulations on your Yankees. Yes. I mean, you're having a nice life right now. Yeah, it's pretty good. Where do you stand in uh, in summer? You're excited for summer? Oh yeah, big trip to now, Italy. Let me ask plans. you a question. I know you don't listen to like the hot 
songs of the day. You know what I do know because of the kid. Oh, okay. I know the dual. What do you mean? I mean, I got everything. Oh, we going. love. We love better it. now with Post Malone. My kid is. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I got Listen everything. to this. I know it all. And and sometimes I'll say, you know what? That's not bad. Like you could tell the bad songs from a tell. Like okay. Olivia Rodrigo is a talent. Talent. Yeah, I agree. You with could you. tell. We okay, love her on the podcast. Got, we love her. My kid did. A, uh, a thing. We were a little upset that her documentary beat the Beatles documentary on the yeah. MTV uh, mm-hmm. Music Awards. I mean, the poor, poor, uh, you know, t- t- uh, Jackson, the director, Peter Jackson, Peter Jackson, sat there for, you know, <laughs> three years there. going through, yeah. and then I'll he loses hungry. to Olivia Rodrigo driving around looking yeah. to get her driver's license. Come from New Zealand for this? Yeah. So anyway, that was uh, interesting. But yes, I, so now, having said that, yeah. We like to, we're currently searching for the song of the summer. That's one of our mm. other things we do on this podcast. We search song of the summer. We never actually, we done it. We do it every year, but we never actually decide what we, we always say watermelon sugar. We just always <laughs> go, that seems like a good one. I feel like at, at that the Harry Styles has other songs again this summer that people are saying might be. Might be. Now, Steve, if you had to pick a song of the summer, you could even go old school. It's your choice. Or you can go some of the new stuff that you just mentioned. What you say oh. would currently be, if you're at now, hey, let me give let me give you the scenario where you want Song of the Summer playing because you're going to go out to Fire Island. You're going to be yeah. out there for a month. You got a house out there. Yeah. You're going to be doing these things. Flynn's is one of the places you oh. and I used to meet out on Fire Island, and uh, you're hanging out at like a Flynn's. It's the middle of the day. You're going you're having what they call rocket fuel over at Flynn's is one yep. of their famous drinks. Uh, comes with real whipped cream. So Christina Vonnie can go over there and just enjoy the <laughs> shit out of it. And you sit down and you want this song to be playing. Then you're like, ah, this is summertime. You're overlooking the water, blah, blah, blah. You get to do pool for you losers who can't get near the water. You're out there stuck in the middle of nowhere. You pool counts too, okay? What would you go with? Break by Stride by Matthew Wilder. <laughs> wow. That's no. the worst song no, of the summer the, choice we've Break My Stride. No, I'm Ain't doing this for, almost for a reason. Because I read a whole thing about that song is Let's back. hear it. Let's hear it. It's back now. Why? I heard it in an airport last year. It's Loved it. Like the, tick, like the TikTok world is taken to it. So this guy, Matthew Wilder, is sitting in his house. He gets like a check for like 50 grand. He doesn't know what the hell's going on. It's funny you mention that. Yesterday I heard... Uh, What's that song, Greenbaum? Uh, that uh, uh, Norman Greenbaum. Norman Greenbaum. The, Spirit, his, of the, yeah, Spirit in the Sky. Spirit in the Sky. I heard Norman. Wait for Green- the wait for the chorus on this. Yeah. One. This was a big song. Wasn't this from like a, a it was Broadway a show? No, no, it was in a movie. No, but yeah, but this is too cheesy. I'm, I'm, it's too I cheesy. It but I, I couldn't think of anything. It was more for the jokey factor talking you. about it yeah. than the actual. But. Point is, this guy it, it sold like eight hundred thousand copies in yeah. eighty two or whatever. Now the guy, it's flying off the shelves. I know. Well, the same with Kate Bush. We talked about Kate Bush yes. as a you stranger know, thing. Oh, yeah. yeah, running up that hill is now all over the place. Mm. And she's like, "What the fuck is happening here?" So anyway, Norman Greenbaum was said that he makes about seventy thousand dollars a year from just beer in the sky. <laughs> He's nice. like, "Ah, yeah, it's not bad at all." You know, no, that's great. I have to th- the song of the summer. And- so I'm trying to think what the latest stuff my kid's been listening. I mean, well, they, well like a Dua Lipa. What is she? We love a well, Dua Lipa. Say this, here. That's What's the song you mentioned by Post Malone? Oh, Better Now. How's that? Put that, put is, that, that a, on. is that a new? Is that a new? I don't know how Post new Malone? it is. It may not be. Better but Now. Kid, we would like that. We might. We like Post Malone on this podcast. She likes we that. like him. We think a talented guy. Yeah. Nice guy. It seems like we don't know. We just saw him. Um, we saw him talking to an autistic kid on, is a, called on better a video. Now, very nice to the autistic. Yeah, kid. he's very nice to the autistic kid. He shook his hand and looked him in the eye. And apparently, that's big. 
because uh, I looked at an autistic girl in the eye one time at a comedy show, and her mother wrote me a very nice letter. So I'm just saying that I'm pretty nice too. A lot of people say that. You're practically Post Malone. Yeah. This is Better yeah. Now by Post Malone. Took a minute to get into. Does it get into it? Oh, yeah. get it? Does it start to get a little beat going? Yeah, yeah. It's gonna get. Okay. You can... Oh. Oh yeah. Oh, I like this. I'll, I'll sit and enjoy a Coors Light to this one, or Bud Light, or, or a fucking uh, Frosty. What am I doing talking about Post Malone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The old, mm. Yeah, let's listen to this. Okay. Wow, Steve might, have, Steve might have thrown a good one in the mix for us. When did it come out? Is it recent enough to... 2018. Uh, we'll take it, though. We'll take it. All right. Let it, hey, we, listen, we're, for you, that's I mean, yesterday. For my kids, yes, brand right. New. Yeah, yeah. We're not, not going to hold your feet to the fire on this one. I can see the comments. How dare you? I mean, it, no, our people, are, they're on board. They don't know this song. They, they would be more into the one we played right before this. <laughs> uh, nothing going to break my stride. Yeah, so I this, love it, everybody. A, she's we got, this now. We got a lot of dates coming up. We got Boston, you know, Laugh Boston is where we'll be. And we got mm-hmm. uh, Brokerage Comedy Club in Belmore, Long Island, the July night before 28th. Thursday night, July 28th, 29th, and 30th. We are Long Island and Boston. Go get them. Franjola.fun has everything just added. Uh, uh, what did we just add out there, Alex? Oh, Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, Do you have a date for that Lexington, yet? Kentucky. I have it somewhere. I'll get you to the day to a comedy off-Broadway. Coming out there. And on and on and on. Uh, thank you, Steve, oh. for coming on the podcast. We love having you. Thank you for all your contributions. Um what else? Oh, uh, that's it. I think. I don't know if we know. We, Arizona in November? Sure. We got all that coming. Yeah, I don't even know if that's on the website yet. Like and to thank our sponsors fun. today. We got some good sponsors today. And we don't know them yet because I have to look that up. <laughs> and but thank, uh, you, thank you, Steve Marmel, Steve. Oh, I had a blast. Steve, Steve is here. Nice. And uh, I had to cancel my dentist appointment so I can go to lunch with Steve. Oh, and I had another dentist. I'm doing all sorts of things over there at the dentist. We're having a lot of fun. I did. Somebody recommended to me. They're like, Chris, Invisalign is too expensive. Go to the, one of these other people. You know, one of these ones that you talked about There's that are a on million, like podcast yeah. bite and whatever. Mm-hmm. So I, I took their advice and I went and looked. These these got the worst reviews. And then oh. I watched the whole like 60 minutes breakdown on them. Like, they're a complete scam. Like, go to a real dentist. Okay. These are a fucking scam. We'll get the I'm metal like, braces. Oh, all right. So there you go. All right, everybody. That's the situation. So we gotta we gotta go, and we're on and on. And on. We're into summer. Steve is heading out to Italy. Gonna yeah. have the time of his life. I'm heading to Montauk eventually, and uh, that's it. I like it, Steve. Good call on the better now. I post Malone. I think it's better than these songs because this is all very produced you know mm-hmm. yeah. I've, I've heard him do like acoustic versions of like Nirvana and stuff and it, he's good he's yeah. good guitar player he does this maybe to make the money of course he knows he's yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was, actually, people he was actually recently on Howard Stern last week or whatever and he did a bunch of like in studio just covers and it was great He's very musically talented. I think his thing was he's like, well, I can't play country music with face tattoos. Yeah, yeah. You know? So he's good for him. All right, Living everybody. in Utah. Is that where he's living? Living oh, in Utah. I agree with him totally. I've been there a couple times. I'm like, why am I not here? Just nice. They smile at you when you walk into like a Starbucks. It's not, they're not like angry that you're there, you know? 
You just and uh, we like to say all the time, you know, you're in a good neighborhood when there's no keypad on the Starbucks bathroom <laughs> door. Like, wait a minute, I can just walk in the bathroom. Yeah, why wouldn't you be? Oh, because in Los Angeles, there's, there's a step over a homeless. Guy. <laughs> there's a tent in there with shit on the walls. <laughs> you didn't know that? Uh, all right, everybody, bye bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.